before we finish today, um, I just what I wanted to do was that while we kind of had a break from the club championship, the I was looking back on the intercounty championship, and obviously Limerick with that Ireland was the, was the main thing come from it. But you know, having these Limerick players there, and what we will do is a discussion on the top ten players in our own opinion um, in the in the championship this year. And I there's a uh, there's an article up website if people want to get involved and give their top ten. There's a name, there's a list of twenty there. I don't think anyone can make a case for anyone outside of those 20 for being top 10 players. But uh, we'll go into that in a minute, John. But I suppose you more than me, but for most of my childhood growing up, oh, very rare to have a Limerick player in these discussions for, for player of the year or even all-stars, where first and foremost, it's brilliant to have so many Limerick players that you could easily have a list of 10 Limerick lads here. Oh, very much so, Jack. We, we've been slagging on WhatsApp on and off, and this discussion started about... Who should be in there and who shouldn't? And as you mentioned, it's our opinion, you know. And that—that's it, it. It doesn't bear any fruit on any discussion furthermore than pub talk, Jack. Like we'd all do in the pub or when we meet up out, outside anywhere else. Look, it's, it's it's a bit of fun as well from our point of view to know on our opinions. Look, from my point of view, look, I was I was what eleven in ninety four. I'm showing my age, but. You know, I, I, I've small memories of that. I remember '96 vividly. It was awful to lose to Wexford in that in that game. Um, 2007 Limerick were shocked to get there. Great win over Waterford in the semi-final, famous win. That will go down. That that to me is one of the great Limerick wins. That win over Waterford. It was such a shock. And the Ren Kilkenny as best as anyone could run that Kilkenny team. I think it was a seven point, mm. um, a seven point defeat. But that Kilkenny team. You'd look at that Kilkenny team, that Limerick team that's there at the moment, and you know two of the great teams if you're if you're comparing, which is always so hard to do, and just in, in, to see this Limerick team, and you said it yourself, like to be in the running for these things, like I mean, the, the hurler of the year discussion that that isn't our discussion now, but like there's there's three Limerick players mentioned in it every time we're talking about it or anyone's talking about it. You'd be lucky to get a nomination for an All-Star back in the day with Limerick and some great Limerick players over that time as well playing for their county and doing so well. But you look from like 97 is when the, the back door came in. So you've more matches and so you've more teams being seen as well. And, and, and just from our point of view, from the three All-Ireland under-21s in, in 2000, 2001, 2002, you know, to that team in 07, to the... The minor team coming through, Keane Lynch's minor team, as I call it, but that's harsh and everyone else has come through it as well. <laughs> but it was just that kind of a team, you know, and then we win the we win the 21s in 15, have not won a minor, and I'm lucky not to win a minor All-Ireland. I must mention a minor All-Ireland defeat in 05 as well. Very good team got there that, that yielded Tom Condon, who marked Joe Canning on the day, I remember it well, um, up in Croke Park in 05, you know, and held him scoreless from play, if I remember correctly. I'm open to correction on that, of course, but... Yeah, and then to see that see them win it again, that you know, that win the twenty ones and seventeen and you know, eighteen then coming like in uh, you know, but then then it's been ridiculous since, you know, it's been we've been blessed, Jack, as Limerick supporters, Limerick fans, and we're at matches and we're talking about it and writing about it and doing everything else and talking to people. I just feel honored to be around it, you know. Um it's been such an enjoyable time. That win over Clare and Turles this year in the lashing rain. In the dirtiest of conditions being played and Limerick in extra time producing the stunning hurling they, they continue to produce and John Kiley said it after the 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 Allern final I think that it was the hardest Allern that Limerick had to win you know you go through that monster Clare came from nowhere I have to say that, I'll be honest I did not see that coming from Clare fair play to them for it to reach the, the monster final unlucky in that final as well of course and and to reach the semi-final of course it didn't go their way against Kilkenny 
Waterford were the big disappointment in Munster. Um, but for Limerick to get through Cork, Tip, Waterford and, and Clare, you know, unbeaten. And that, that's the way I look at it, unbeaten in the round robin um, for the first time, I think. Um, you know, and that, 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 that's, that's incredible, you know. And I know it was a draw in Innes and missing a few players. but And then, then to go to the semi-Munster final, as I mentioned already. And then, you know, Clare had all the momentum going into extra time. Obviously, they're tired. It just showed Limerick's fitness, as well as all the hurling talent. You have to go back to their strength and conditioning every time. A new man in charge after Mikey Kiley, um, with quick Caelan O'Clebra, um coming in and seamless transition again. Limerick looked even probably fitter this year if that was possible. And then to go in to go into the semi-final and, and play some lovely hurling and been really every game was a test for Limerick this year. There was no easy games. Really every team put it up to them. And then that epic all Ireland final. Okay, you'd argue in 18 Limerick were Limerick should have beaten Galway comfortably and Canning brought Galway back into it. That scared the life out of all of us. Um and you look in 2020 and 2021, we all know in 19 we'll skip past that quickly. Of course, 2020 was what it was in, in December and, you know, COVID, you know, and we, we had a half championship last year, back to the old traditional monster championship again, you know, and I was at games in 2020, Jack, you know, the, the, the Clare game where Limerick were crowned league champions, haven't beaten Clare and the Waterford game without supporters. I never want to see it again. I never want to be at anything like that in any sport to be covering games and in, in that atmosphere was just, it was, it was bizarre. It was great to get them played, of course, mm. it was important they were played. But then for Limerick to win in 2020, and, and they were better than Water. Water had a very positive start, but Limerick were on a different level in 2021. And that whole year, were, what was just last year, was amazing. You know, it really, really was. They just peaked that semi final or that Munster final against Tip. Um, the comeback in that game was, was one for the ages. I know people that still watch this said they ignore the first half. I watched the second half back on YouTube fairly consistently. A brother of mine does it fairly often just to get himself cheated up for his day. And then obviously the, the first half of the all Ireland final. To me, I like I don't think we'll ever see a, 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 a blitz like that ever again. It was it was amazing. And then and then we'll we'll go on to this year's all Ireland. And in the most epic of games, I said it to you before we, we started recording here that um that goal from Gerard Hegarty to me, is one of the great All-Ireland final goals. The, the game itself is one of the great All-Ireland finals. You'd argue the greatest Munster final of all time. What a year for Hurling again in 2022. Yeah, it was, it was such a good year. and there's, there's so many players that made the year what it was, and I just drew a list of 50 the other day. I was, I was going to do a list of the 50 best players, but I mean, you'd be there all day because you're 15 definitely from Limerick, if not a couple of the subs, but We'll get into our top tens and even since you were talking there, I'm after changing my list around. I one of my list, I'm sure it's changed, changed around. Yeah, so we will start with we'll go from from ten to one, and anyone watching can can get in there. Maybe their top three because if we go through everyone's top tens, be loads. But it might be people listening back later on. But I at ten for you, Connor Whelan from Galway. Great year, fantastic hurler. Um, we're going to differ on things, but that's fine. Um. I think Conor Whelan, you know, had a great year for Galway all round. Was the focal point of their attack at full forward. He can play anywhere. You could throw him out midfield to do a job for you. Some of the scores he got in the semi-final when Galway came back level from the touchline. And when they kept coming back at Limerick, he was outstanding. Very difficult to mark. Very quick. Very gets the ball in his hand, works hard. And, and he can finish as well. Top earner. 
Yeah, I think I think Connor Whelan is an exceptional hurler. He's not on my list though. But I think if you're picking, I think if you're picking a pound for pound, uh, fifteen will say. I think it's very hard to leave Connor Whelan out. But I also went for a Galway man. Um, I went for Joe Cooney. Um, you were talking there with versatility. Maybe probably works against him at those because you could play him anywhere from kind of wing back to full forward. Really, he scored two eighteen in this year's championship. He was mostly in midfield. Um, I thought. Parik Manning was also very good for Galway, but I thought Cooney, I thought he was brilliant below in the Gaelic rounds in the league, and we're not taking league into consideration, but he kind of, under Shefflin, I think he was probably the most improved player, not that he was a bad player ever, but I thought he was he was brilliant. Um, Again, his versatility probably plays against him, but I have, I have Cooney in there at 10, uh, your ninth pick. Nicky Quaid, um, I can be accused of goalkeepers union all the way here, but... Um, to me, him and Owen Murphy are the, the, the two outstanding keepers. Um, Aina Murphy, in fairness, from Galway had a super year. Um, made one mistake against Kilkenny, but came out with a brilliant puck out that won him a free in that game for Galway and improved immeasurably in, in the last from the last two years. Have to give him a shout out as well. But Nicky is vital to what Limerick do um, on a daily basis. Um, improved a ton over the years in goals. Um, at one stage, I'd, I'd argue his puckouts weren't weren't as where they are now, but he's on a different level right now. To to Owen Murphy, even as as good a keeper as Owen Murphy is, I think Nicky had an outstanding year. Um, he's a very good shot stopper. He's safe as houses, and as I said, vital to everything Limerick do. Yeah, again, I don't have Nicky on my list, and I suppose I'm going against the goalkeepers union here. But like again, if I'm picking a fifteen, I have Nicky in there all day. I think Owen Murphy. He goes down as one of the best of all time, if not the best, and, and that's fair enough. But what Nicky has done for Limerick is nothing short of incredible. And I think puckouts were flawed in the All Ireland final, but like I, it does help when you have Gerard Egerty, Tom Morrissey, and those boys to aim at. But you still have to pick. It's like the free taker; they might be easier than from play, but you still have to do it. And, and Nicky just does all the basics so well. For me, me at nine, I had Kyle's. Um, he's probably started the year well in, at full forward for Cork. Um, and but then was I suppose quieter. But when you got to Crow Park and you mentioned big game players and, and playing in certain venues, I thought Hayes was probably unmatched up there. He got three in the semi four in the final. The work rate he gets through, he's a nightmare for the opposition, first and foremost. And you, you've seen that with Kildaiba, he's been unreal in the club championship. But for me, Kyle was a huge reason why Limerick got over the line. Um, I don't know, I still probably would have him at seven if I was. Picking a team, but he can play anywhere. But for me, Kyle Hayes is number nine. Uh, I suppose I'll go into my number eight there while I'm talking. I had Sean Finn, um, best cornerback in the game, even with a fella that's going to be ahead of him on the list, if not two. I don't have Mikey Butler on the list, and maybe I should, but I think Sean Finn is just ahead of him in, in everything. Again, when push came to shove, Munster final, Galway late on, Kilkenny, he's just flawless. Uh, defender's nightmare. He picks up all the key men. Connor Whelan's quietest game was probably Limerick, you know, and there's no there's no uh, coincidence that he was against Sean Finn. He just quietens everyone that comes his way and no nonsense, brilliant. I think five in a row all-stars, you know, he's only second man to do that from Limerick. For me, Finn is eight. I've changed here and I'm agreeing with you. <laughs> I had someone else in at eight, but I'll be honest, I like going through the list and there's so many people you do forget and incredibly... And I, I know the reason why, because we were just used to Sean Finn being, being so good. That's why it was just, oh yeah, you just think, assume that he's going to be, going to be, look, Sean Finn is a dream of a cornerback. Um, any team in the history of hurling would have had Sean Finn a cornerback. 
And that's all I can say in it. He is the greatest cornerback I've ever seen. Uh, he said it when push comes to shove. He was marking Tony Kelly at times. Um, you know, at times during that game, and, and he was wrecking Tony Kelly. Said that's all I can say in the monster final. He gave Tony, like, Tony, Tony. Look, we'll be talking about Tony again in a few minutes. Don't worry. But I, I just that's an example. You mentioned Conor Whelan. The All Ireland final, where Limerick were under severe pressure at times. That full forward line, he still looked at, at ease. Uh, it's crazy how good he is. Um, it's doing him a disservice to have him at number eight, but that's where we are, Jack. <laughs> yeah, I think if you're, I think if you're getting pound pound players, I think Finn is, is right. If I was doing a draft. I don't know. I think it'd be very hard to look past Sean Finn for number one pick because he will lock down the opposition's best player with chat. <laughs> we in agreement anyway with that. I suppose seven, you mentioned there a minute ago, Tony Kelly. I suppose if the Kilkenny game never happened, Kelly's probably higher on the list. But he was he was very quiet. He had scored us in play, I think, for only the second time in his career, which is meant for a wing forward midfielder kind of fella. But I suppose at the same token, it shows how good he is because when he doesn't fire... Clare don't fire at all. And Clare really let the glove on Limerick. I think it's first to draw and then it's the, obviously Munster final went to replay. He's sideline alone <laughs> in to bring it to extra time below in Turles, you know, as iconic enough as it is. Um, one of the best players in the country, one of the best players over the last 10, 15 years. Um, you know, if he's getting to not Ireland final, he has to iron the list. But, you know, it's it's these awards are generally down to the lads perform on the biggest of days. And for Tony this year, he did do it in the Munster final. He did do it against Limerick in Ennis, but not in Crow Park, where it really mattered for Clare. So for me, Tony is seventh on my list. Yeah, well, well I'll be talking about Tony in a minute myself, so I'll leave that. <laughs> my number seven, uh, you, you'll argue this, I know, but Declan Hannon. Um, I, like, there, there isn't, I, I can't, uh, like, even having him at seven is doing him a serious disservice in my eyes, but I'm going on absolute impact on the year 2021. And again, like Sean Finn, Declan does it every game, so it's hard to, to you know, to continuously put put the likes of them in in a top three in this stratosphere or whatever we're we're discussing. Like, but look, I don't need we don't need to add anything to Declan Hannon and what's been said about him. Just a Rolls Royce of a hurler. I heard I can't remember who said it a few years ago, and that was how they explained it. He's so key. He he reads the game amazingly, left or right. I think he popped up at a point in pretty much every game this year in the championship as well. Was disgusted with himself in the All Ireland final when he dropped one short on Murphy. Just, just didn't, you know. And that that shows the level. Everything with him is about precision, and a leader of men, a leader of All Ireland finals. And to go to go what he's done to, to captain four teams in a, in All Ireland final victories just says it all to me. Yeah, I, I'll get on to him in a minute. Uh, we'll go on to your six because it could be a repeat of one of mine. I think. Um, Darren Gillan, um, again, I, I will repeat what I've said about Nicky Quay, Sean Finn, <laughs> Eklund Hannon. Having Aaron Gillan um, at six in this list is probably, again, doing him a disservice, but this is just the way the way I've worked it. Um, on his day, unstoppable. On a bad day, unstoppable. With a knee problem, as, we, as we've all, we all saw, he wasn't fully fit in the All-Ireland. The knee strapped up and uh, levels of fitness. Ewell Aller had a good game. He still scored three or four from play and popped over a few free seven points. Clearly injured for me, but look, he, he may say different, but just a stunning, stunning forward. Um, Limerick's attack is based around him. Um, take Aaron Glenn out of that Limerick team like you did in that, I think he missed the clear game. Limerick don't function yeah. as well. Of course you don't. Um, heading, heading like very high on the list of the greatest ever scorers in 
championship history. He's flying along that list and he's not quite far and away finished yet. Just a dream of a forward, a nightmare for any defender because he can come out in front of you and he does you from over the shoulder. Like Dahi Burke, the performance in the first half and even the second half when the ball came in against Galway should be the marker for any corner forward, full forward. Okay, yeah, I'll, I'll take on board. The delivery was superb from the forwards, but the movement against Dahi Burke and what you do as a defender, Jack, if a fella goes, darts, knows where the ball is going, darts out in front of you, you, you can't play him from the front because if you play him from the front, he's going to drop him behind the ball, comes in, he catches it, it's a goal. So if you have to play him from behind. Dahi Burke is one of the great markers of all time. And, you know, I, I just five or six times this happened and he scored every one of them, I think. So Dahi was out behind him. Aaron gets the ball, beautiful touch, into the hand, over the shoulder from 50, 60 yards. You can't stop that as a defender. You just simply can't. And then, as I said, if it goes high into him, he can catch it and bury it too. Just, he's a triple threat. He can do it all, Jack. And, you know, as, and then there was another one as well, which is which is great to see. And he's, he's spoken this week about, or last week, about um, his temper and how he reacts in games and how he stops himself. At one stage of the second half of one of the points, Dahi Burke came out and gave him an unmerciful slap across the hand and the arm. It was a tough one. It was blatant as well. It wasn't seen. We'll move on from that. And Aaron just kept on going and threw it over the bar anyway. And it was just, to me, and that clip has gone around well as well, just brilliant. But I know you have him higher on the list. So I yeah, I'll get to Aaron in a minute. Um, we disagree there with Aaron and, and, and Declan Hannon. We're going to disagree on this one as well because for me, sixth, is Garot Hegarty, and I know that sounds mental, and it probably is a bit mental. Because if I was, if I was like Sean Finn, the number one pick in the draft, you'd have to have Garot uh, up there. I mean, he's so unique. There's no one like him that can win ball as easily, like destroyed. He might look like he's going very fast, but I'm, I'm, just, I'm telling you, he is getting away from you if he gets the ball. He's striking a second to none. That point in the seventy-third minute of the All Ireland, I want to say, from way inside he shrugged off uh i can't remember his name the kilkenny wing back that came on to mark him with ease and fired it over um the rose rice player i think just the galway game he was a bit quiet in his own in his own standards when the birth of the brilliant job on him and that's why i maybe have him shoehorned down a bit but i mean he's our final performance you know and you'll get to this like i mean we thought in 2020, seven points from play, like that won't be beat. Then he gets 2 2, and then he gets 1 5. And I think the 1 5 was the best. So for me, Bigorod is six. But I mean, pound for pound, he's definitely closer to one. Um, we'll move in, into the top five here, and I'll go at you first. I've got Tony Kelly, uh, just a little bit higher than you, um, and purely because of his influence on that Clare team. You mentioned it when he doesn't hurl or isn't let hurl. Um, he he's he's lethal. He just doesn't very rarely misses. Um, takes the freeze. I'm not sure about his free taking the time. He, he missed a couple in the Munster final that were a bit not like him. He's hit and miss at times with freeze. But look, every free taker is. They're always going to miss a couple. And you have his free taking is such a, a defined art. It's very harsh to criticise um, a fellow missing freeze. But Tony Kelly is. He's. I've, I've said the word dream of a hurler with other guys already on this list. But he is the ultimate dream. He's lightning quick, left or right side. Limerick opted to stay in their system against them. So a lot of his scoring totals over the last five or four, four or five years, like he's gone into 14, 15, 16 points against Limerick a couple of times, you know, already. So did it a couple of times this year alone. Just superb at every um every skill of the game. He has every little skill you need to be a top hurler. 
Um, he will go down in Clare as one of the greats. He has one on Ireland, and, and you know, from his point of view, it'll be a shame if he doesn't win one, um, another one, I should say, um, because he's he's the type of hurler that deserves more and deserves more and deserves all the credit in the world. And as you mentioned, that sideline cut, look, sideline cuts are scorable for, for at any level of hurling at any age group. But you take in the pressure of what it was, the conditions of of the of the day in Turles in the Munster final, and the angle he had. You see, I've seen Fintan Burke do it this year with Galvez several times. See Joe Kenny do it for donkeys years from eighty yards out and cutting across the ball, and many other players over the years. I've seen very few do it from the twenty-one or inside the twenty-one, and kept it low. The trajectory was low, and that level of skill just is a mark of the man. Stunning hurler. Yeah, I think Tony Kelly is one that you say he starts in this Limerick team regardless of what happens. You know, he's he's going to start in the team. He's, he's that good. I think my uh, number five is the same, TJ Reid. Um, you know, he probably he he probably kind of kind of saw into through Leinster to a certain extent because you know he's he's moving on now. I think he turned thirty five after the Iron Final, but like when he gets going. He's everything that Kilkenny team. You know, he didn't single handedly bring him to the Iron Final, but he had a lot to say. Free taking, you say, you no, know, free takers miss, and they do, but it's hard to recall a time when TJ is, is missing him. He's so accurate. And I think the biggest thing about TJ is he didn't score from playing that Iron Final, but his impact outside it, he was still one of the best players in the team. He just commands so much attention. He's, he wins ball at, at Top Buck Row, winning ball there. I think TJ is probably the best ball winner in the country, bar none. Just you give it to him anyway, he'll win it. Longevity, you know, he, he'll he be in that goal conversation for all time. He's just so important to this Kilkenny team. I have him in, a, in at fifth. Um, Probably could be higher. And I'd imagine you, if you don't have him on this list, your list is not invite. But um, I'll go in. I'll go quickly to four because I've TJ read at four. <laughs> <laughs> um, just, just to back up what you said, Jack, such just. Um, I heard um, when they were talking about when. Brian Cody announcement came there a couple of weeks ago. I was listening to After Ball and um, they, they they had um I'm just trying to think of it as I think the Tommy Walsh on and it's something that Eddie Brennan on and they did someone else on Eddie Brennan and it wasn't Tommy Walsh. But they were talking about TJ and he he blazed the trail with Belly Hale when they when they were winning all earns as a young fella and he was just brought on as um if it's in starts with Kilkenny and they were good, they were mainly talking about Cody, but to mention TJ in this as well, where where lads, I mean, it was Mick Fennelly was the other one on, sorry, but Eddie Brennan and the Fennelly was talking like about how so many players at different times through Brian Cody's just not coldness, but if you weren't in that 15, you were out, you were out in the cold and that. And TJ at, at times was out in that cold and not getting a look in. And where he eventually came to as a hurler is just unbelievable. It really is. He is, you mentioned Goat. It, like Kilkenny have had, uh, like for me still to this day, and it's 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 coming tight that Henry Shefflin's the greatest player I ever saw live in my life. I saw DJ Carey, DJ was great, and up to that, Kieran Carey was my favourite hurler at one stage in my life, of course, and plenty others in Limerick. But TJ has gone to that le- next level of goat, as you mentioned, and is in that conversation purely because a. I think he turned 34. I think you're doing him a disservice and he turned 35, but we'll argue that. I'm not sure. I'm not fully sure. But to be to be able to do what he did in the All-Ireland final, and it wasn't. You mentioned he didn't score from play. He should have got one point from play. And I'm not criticising DJ Reid. 
where they went for a goal and Limerick snuffed it out. And it was a key moment in the game. If they got a goal, Kilkenny won the All-Ireland. And he went for the goal. You know, he went to try and create that goal. You have to admire it as well. Didn't take the easy option at the point. Went for the jugular. Was key, just key to Kilkenny throughout the year. Um, and you mentioned the free take, and he just doesn't miss. I, like that, that's the he's the he's the greatest free taker maybe of all time, surpassing uh, and you're called Sir Henry Shefflin there. You might as well <laughs> call that, but you know TJ just like I can't even putting him fourth or fifth in Earth. This is our opinion on this year, but TJ is number one for so many reasons for so long. Just one of the greats of all time. Yeah, there's no argument with that. Uh, for me, four was was Aaron Galan. Um, I you had him at six. That's not, not much of a difference. I just thought Galan was the harder of the year coming into that Ireland final. He was well marked by Hugh Lawler, who deserves the shout for for this list. I presume he's not making your top three, but um, Galan, you know, you talk about there's so many things you talk about. Like you, you hardly mentioned Tipperary, and you give so many examples. You hardly mentioned Tipperary, the the two goals he got there. You know, just you can't, as you said, so many times, unmarkable. From behind, in front, from the side, and against Waterford, then you know a couple of weeks beforehand, it was all out in front. He got thirteen that day, you know, and he, he killed what Tipperary goals, but he got Waterford with his points. Um, the goal against Cork as well. Goal against Cork, and I think that's added into his game. Before he would have seen Aaron, he was looking for the roof of the net. And I think he referred to it in that that he's going lower now. It's as you're a goalie, you would much rather him go that's high because yeah. <laughs> looks better first and foremost if you save it. But it is, it is easier because you can judge the trajectory of the ball it might you mightn't stop it but you can judge it to an extent so i think aaron is more lethal if at all possible as you said he is he is Limerick's inside forward line it, it comes through him um was in there for the final and still scored three from play and it was a bad day for him scoring three from play you know so for me aaron is four because he was harder the year for me going into the game does it misses out on it well probably will miss out on it but uh still deserves to be in the top four uh my number three you have had him as well. You had him at seventh. I have him at three. Declan Hannon. I think a lot of players in this list do um, a lot of things that are very noticeable. I think Declan just goes under the radar. Um, you mentioned his points ability, but as a leader, that point against Clare that we thought would win the game, you know, I thought in the, in the Iron Final he was just so good. Just the ball is like a magnet him back there. Never makes the wrong decision. Always finds his man good for a score. The only game that we've lost in the last five years was again. Kilkenny, he was injured at half time. You know, I think that, like we talked about Tony Kelly when he's out there, that was the only time, thankfully, we were out Declan and Limerick lost the game. So for me, so consistent, hard to fault any part of his game, especially this year. Getting seems to be getting better with age. I know he, he's uh, past 30 now, but captain, leader, legend, I just have to have in my top three. You? I, I can't argue anything you said there. Declan could, could be one on this list. Um, as well, you mentioned the All-Ireland final, just to finish on Declan. Probably his greatest performance for Limerick, I'd argue. Yeah. All he was sensational and just different level at times. I've gone three, Barry Nash. Um, in the running for hurler the year, up to probably the semi-final, and did nothing wrong in semi-final or final. I'm not saying that. It's just other players just jumped to a different level themselves. Has redefined... Um, the position of cornerback uh, with obviously great help from John Kiley and Paul Kinnerk and as he mentions himself several other Limerick players that have helped him transition in, as, into a defender when he defends he's an option for a sharp puck out his delivery inside he can come up at a point he can mark players his 
ball winning ability in the air. Barry Nash was absolutely everything as a hurler. He had it when he was a corner forward or full forward. I remember at one stage him playing full forward and it looked like John Kiley was building his team around Barry. Didn't work out that way. Barry then was off the state team for a year, came back in 19 to replace Declan Hannon, as you mentioned, at halftime at wing back. And we all going, what the hell is going on here? I think I remember him scoring that game against Kilkenny as well. Gives that option in 2020. He was a shoo-in for wing back and uh, that Limerick team, absolute shoo-in. Um, his lead performance was, was stunning. Injuries is what happened to move Dan Morrissey um, and him back into the full back line. And you, you would never move Barry Nash away from there again. Just a supreme hurler. I think he's playing full forward for South Liberties in the senior championship. Um, he'll do damage there as well, you can be sure. Um, for As an out-and-out hurler, um, and Declan Hand is in the same boat as this, you could put Barry Nash anywhere on the park and you're going to get value from him. He has had a sensational 2021. He's had an even better 2022. And God knows what's in store for him in 2023. Yeah, superb player. I'll get to him. Yeah. Uh, second runner-up for you. Gerald Hegarty. Um, you have him, what number did you have him? Eight, was it? Six, seven? Six. Six, all right, sorry. Six. I, just, I wouldn't do that to him. I said I'd check. Um, you mentioned, I, like, I'm, I'm going to go different here with this. Um, for me, at times this year, Gerald was getting a raw deal. I'm not talking about the Galway sending off because the merits of that are the merits of that uh, in the league. Um, championship against Cork probably wasn't at his best. Um, go through the tip game. You, you'd say the same, Waterford um, and tip probably wasn't at his best. couple of points here and there. At a clear game in Ennis, I think, was the defining moment of Gerard Higarty's year, getting the sent off. Um, purely because we all know how ridiculous it was, and I'm not going to go down that road because we all, anyone in Limerick, you can argue it all day long that he's been looking for three years. That's absolute cod swallop and rubbish because you, you, what happens on the day is different to anything that happens in the past and whatever. But that goal against Clare in the Munster final, like just very few players on earth. I've ever been able to have that kind of skill and awareness. And it's the awareness for me that really was was, was unbelievable. And, you know, it was, it was at a vital time because Claire were, were kind of, were taken off at that stage, just sensational. You you mentioned in the semi-final then, um, Fintan Burke had a great game. But anyone that Mark Garrow this year, in my eyes, I'm open to correction, was getting away with blue murder. Garrow couldn't buy oh. it. He just couldn't buy a free in any game that was played. And and, and I believe referees targeted him. I give absolute credit to Cullum Lyons in the All Ireland final. The man who sent him off in the in the group game that he let he let Gerard play is what I'm saying. As in anyone that was marking him. Paddy Deegan did everything he could to try and stop Gerard in the All Ireland final. Just wasn't able. I don't think Zeus himself from the gods could have stopped Gerard Higgerty in that All Ireland final. You said it the one five. There were scores that day, every score he got that day outdid each other for me the goal early on he did it in 2021 as well early in the all-earned final um the goal i i don't think i've seen a better goal in the all-earned final that sounds something like i just to beat on murphy from that angle number one is 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 sensational then the, the, then you look back at the replay like a lot of people to me around me at the game said, geez, like Owen Murphy made a mistake or something. No, no, he didn't. He really didn't. What's the replay? And it was in the in postage stamp. You hear soccer terms the whole time that he put it on a postage stamp, a pass or whatever. That could not have been placed in a better position. And I was talking to his father recently um, about just the goal. 
is that he should have put it over the bar. <laughs> you know, that's the type of thing you're looking at that angle. He's gone, he shrugged off his marker and he goes off balance. For most of us, we'd say it's off balance. And he produces a shot, a thunderbolt as well. It wasn't as if it was placed with just placement for the sake of placing it. It was put into the stratosphere. And then he comes up with the point after point. And as you mentioned, then I think it was Blanchfield that had come on at that stage that um, he just shrugged him off with ease and then sends it over. And it was just a badly needed score. And it just set, settled Limerick a bit. And ah, look, it's look, this is arbitrary between us, of course. But like the, we, we talked, you talked about Kyle Hayes at Croke Park a while ago. And Giroud is one of them. Look, he saved his best performances now two years running and, and, and probably three years running in all Ireland finals, but he had a great 2020 full stop in every game. But he saved, like you, you said a while ago, seven points in 2020, 2-2 last year and 1-5. And the 1-5 this year was better than anything he's done. And that in an yeah. all Ireland final for a lad who couldn't make the Limerick minor team and what he's done and what he's become. Couldn't, sorry, make the Limerick minor panel a, a, a lad. In, in when when he was eighteen, uh, you know, for what he's achieved and for where he's come from, stunning. Yeah, I suppose he's an example more than anything to players that you know everyone doesn't develop at the same time. That you know you can make this this great leap. And I do I really value your points. Sorry, sorry to cut across you. Glenn Junior hurling too with his club. You know, not every not every player will will continue. Some players maybe if they got a little bit of a. Ahead on them and say, oh, I want to play senior hurling now as well. That may happen down the road with Gerard. I don't think so though. He's 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 St. Patrick's through and through, and you know, he's stuck stuck to his guns with that. And his brother Dear did the same. And it's fantastic to see him last week signing going down to an awards night out in the field with the young lads and young girls down in St. Patrick's, spending hours there signing autographs. And a mark of all is these Limerick lads, it has to be said as well. Yeah. There's <laughs> a mark of all others and your point there, and he's he's not really ref fairly, you know, just because he's unfairly like physically gifted, he isn't, but he still manages to find a way. And yeah, Claire was a turning point, and he was imperious from there on in. But um, I'm gonna go with my second because I think we're gonna differ here because I've changed my mind. Um, and I think I have your number one. I'm gone for Dermot Burns, which is yeah, I can see by reaction. I genuinely <laughs> I genuinely haven't seen anyone's team that don't have Dermot as her of the year, and that's perfectly fair. Um, broke the record for scoring for defender, didn't put a foot wrong all year. Did he score was it not was it six points the first day and nine the second day, or no nine against Tipperary? You know, like I mean, the long range frees that were so vital in Crow Park. You know, always scores in crucial times, and I, I thought he's free taking maybe coming into 2022 was sometimes erratic. Not always, you know, sometimes. But I find if, if you missed the first one, that you, you could be in trouble. But this year, he was just on the money every single time. His defensive work doesn't really get the credit because everyone's pointing to the scoring records. And, and you could have one more because I imagine he's your, your number one. I don't want to give it away, but <laughs> I'm guessing from the list I'm looking at here. But he had Tony Kelly in Ennis for a while. And I'd say Tony maybe had 15 or 17 or 16 by the time he made his way over to, to Dermot and Dermot fairly shot him down. And he also had Tony Kelly, or he also had TJ for company for a while in the other and final. But um, yeah, I have him slipped in the second here. But I'll let you talk because I'd imagine he is. Yeah, you're right. He is my number one. Um, a close call, I'll, I'll, I'll put it this way, between my top three of Dermot, Gerard and Barry. Nothing between the three. I have to add that as well. And I, I know you're in the same boat with your top three. It's very difficult. Between these Limerick lads, I've gone for Dermot, um, this year. At times, um, you mentioned his free taking, 
He's 36 points this year in the championship, right? He's playing right wing back. Against Cork, Waterford and Tipperary, Limerick weren't at their races in the early stages. Um, and Dearman's point, certainly against Cork and Tip early on, were vital to Limerick. And the same against Clare and Ennis. And who got the equalising point in the, in the group game? The last long-range free of the game, it was Dermot. Um, that's 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 one aspect. That's the free-taking aspect. He got one of the greatest scores I've ever seen in my life. It was a real killer blow against Kilkenny and Dollar. If it wasn't a killer blow, it was first half and there was plenty of time left. But to catch a, a puck out is, is, is a huge thing anyway for any halfback. It's a real lift for a team. And then to just sidestep a fellow who's come to tackle you and then send it over from over 100 yards with the angle was just... I mean, it, it took my breath away watching. I go, Jesus, I said, that's that's ridiculous. Like, that's that's fantasy hurling type of stuff. Like, and he does it time and time again for Limerick. But you hit on something that he doesn't get credit for. And at times it has been arguably a weakness. His, his defending has come on leaps and bounds in the last in the last two years for me, um, where he's a shoo-in for, for an all-star last year and this year. And I think that may have counted against him in years gone by. But I think his defending has come up onto an unreal level and when you have that threat when you're able to catch puck outs opposition pockets when you're able to distribute like he does you give a the, the ball for um i think it was jamie flanagan's goal in taron Gillan last year it was a, an extra set of a pass he has that strike a strike of a ball that's just as pure as you get when he does hit it um defending just so key to limerick this year when limerick were down we had a wiki and maybe last year um in that monster final when limerick were really in trouble it was key and they went to for me this year it was Dermot and you know it's it's whatever's in the water up in Patrick's well at times to produce the hurlers they produced in a long long time for Limerick over a long long time I should say you know at the moment you have the three you have in Aaron Dermot and Keane unfortunately out injured obviously but I think Dermot was the go-to man for Limerick this year you mentioned his free taking can be erratic and at times it has been over but in 2022 it's just gone to a new a new level for me, uh, shooing for hurler there. I don't, I've heard people throwing other names around, and your number one will be one of them. Um, and Aaron Galan's been mentioned, your has been mentioned, but for me, hurler the year, all star number one on my list, number two on yours, three on yours, but whatever. Uh, just a great year for Dear Mid, and for me, you know, the best hurler in the country this year. Yeah, it it is. It's very hard to argue. Dear Burns number one. But <laughs> I'm going to do it. Probably, I probably talk myself out of it as I, as I talk about it. But um, as you said, it's very hard to separate these limerick boys. My one, two, well, my third, Hannon. My second was Dearman. First for me was Barry Nash. Um, you know, I suppose where he's come from. I suppose I'm probably taking into consideration as well. And you went through that journey from an underage forward to he's settling the wing back to he's the wing back to. He has to go in cornerback. To, he's the cornerback alongside John Finn, obviously. Um, but I just thought from the word go this year, Barry, and like Dermot, you know, he's an attacking kind of player. Dermot's obviously more of a natural wing back, but Barry's a forward. Thought he's defending this year, really came on against Waterford. There was a couple of blocks back to back. Um, I don't remember him getting beat for any ball, really. I top blown in Turles. Um, he was really good in the Munster final. I thought a lot came through him. More often than not, if Nicky is going short, he's going to Barry. He's given a lot of responsibility, and you know how good Limerick's puckouts are. So a lot of that is coming through Barry. He scored four points this year from quarterback, you know, which should be fairly illegal. 
Um, so calm on the ball, very rarely loses, doesn't do things wrong. And he just gives the team an extra dimension because so often he breaks the line or he's an extra attacker when he needs to be. Um, and from where he's come from, the, on the periphery of the team, as you said, in 18, to you know, arguably one of the keys to this team. I don't think Daryl Burns put a foot wrong. I don't think Nash put a foot wrong. I said to you, I'd do it live. <laughs> this is the one I'm going for. A one-two punch of Barry Nash and Daryl Burns. But you could argue either way. But I don't think there's any real, but there's no wrong answers in this. This is just our opinion. As you said, we're blessed to have these Limerick lads as role models for not only us going to games, but the, the, the children out there are, are so lucky. Um, you know, my childhood, your childhood was riddled in all Ireland final losses, unfortunately, whereas the, the young people today have, have these role models. That's our list. Um, you know, if you agree with them, lovely. If you don't, that's fair enough. Everyone has their, their own ideas um on these things. But we'll know more when the All-Stars come. I'd imagine our 10 that we both named, I think we have 14 players there. You'd imagine they'll all be there, thereabouts for All-Stars.